What is up, DGC? This is a Grow Talk, talking about growing some fine cannabis, learning in public, and laughing while doing it. So yeah. show rundown right off the bat. There you go, Ed McManet. Show rundown today. Yes. Are these spider mites by On The Low Grow? I hope not. I hope not. But let's learn about some IPM. Uh, DGC producer Jeremy has got a good comment asking, what all can we do for IPM during flower? Integrated pest management, uh, you are limited somewhat during flower compared to what you can do in vegetative growth for taking care of little buggers if they're around. Right. And we also have pH or phosphorus deficiency by mid-mo grower. Right. And uh, last but not least, botrytis prevention and eradication by TJ Dirt sniffer i do love yeah. the smell of some good soil i won't say dirt but i'll be the soil sniffer it's bacteria man you're smelling that bacteria um, hey botrytis uh, that's that bud rot that you got right botrytis is just a different way of saying it. uh science name is saying I've, bud rot i've had it um in different forms the to be clear like bud rot can be a lot of different things the rot i got in my bud came from caterpillars shitting in it but I have had the bud rot that you're talking about, the botrytis, which is yeah. not like from insects. It's just a mold that gets in your oh, flower. Almost every, it's, you've had it, I'm sure, right? Almost every grower's come yes. across if you've been growing. <clears throat> I think Brack to the Future needs to make a meme of that moment when you find out that you have bud mold because your buds are big and fat. And you're like, dude, this is going to be great. And then you look nope. and you're like, oh, it's garbage. Mm. Oh, and it happens really late in flower too. Uh, I'm going to give it up to this episode brought to you by, you have a little bit of time left for the sale. Seeds here now, full on credit card <laughs> processing is back. You don't have to do anything funny. Just use your credit card, which is nice. All businesses should have that right. Um, all seed pack uh, prices are down 20% across the site. And for the rest of September, if there's packs left, coupon code DUDE5 when you order gets you a free pack of autos from James Loud. And also he is sending out for all September orders an extra freebie pack. So, Technically, you'll get three packs by using coupon code DUDE5 on anything you order from SeedsHereNow.com. I want to say this is made possible by DDC Producers as well. What's up? Giveaway for you guys. New AC Infinity giveaway happening on Patreon. Go log in, comment on the AC Infinity post with your chance to win an inline fan, a controller 69, Wi-Fi, uh, as well as the oscillating clip fans that people are digging on. That's kind of a new thing for tent growers. Never really had that oscillating option. Yeah, you're right. Uh, which is a big deal. Uh, specifically, DGC producer Shaggy and Nate's... Wait, Nasty Nate's Nugs. What's ah, going on, you guys? Who's Nasty Nate? You remember? Uh, no, I don't. Who is? He was from... Uh, shit, what's the movie? Come on, he goes to jail... It's come on, a pop movie from way back in the day. Nasty Nate, man. Uh, and half baked. Damn it. Thank you, Kenny. Thank well, you, that's my good. friend. All right. Yeah. Nice guy, Kenny, coming through for you. I like it. So, half baked. Yeah, I guess he's, you know, that's kind of like as a, a quote stoner. By the way, Grambo knew that. He just couldn't figure out how to use the microphone. <laughs> I heard him try. I heard him try. Uh,. Other things, uh, dudegrows.com forward slash support. If you want to sign up to be a DDC producer, check out all the benefits there. And um, yeah, a few other quick things. For anybody going to Canacon this upcoming weekend, uh, go say hi to Dinesh over at Optic Folio. Go say hi to Jaron at New Millennium. They'll both be at Canacon in Denver. Mention your DGC. Get the hookup from them. 
Uh, and we're going to the Cowboy Cup. Uh, we mentioned on the last Wake and Bake, Scotty I, Banner, I think Grambo's on board. We're going to go hang at the Cowboy Cup in Stillwater, Oklahoma, the first weekend of December. It's a cool party, guys. Details, cowboycup.com. Uh, coupon code DUDE will hook you up on those tickets a little bit. See, in Yo. that time, in that 10 seconds, man, I have already purchased you a TCOB belt buckle. Because, dude, you take care of business, man. You're a freaking pro, um, man. You're I did. Order it's coming. New, I'm buying a new the pineapple Elvis shirt. Too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's an inside yeah, joke, guys. Watch the last Wake and Bake. <laughs> Love it. All right, who's going with some dank? We've got some dank nugs here. All y'all can get them up on dudegrows.com. This is Outdoor Member Berry. Ethos, all gas, HSC, what's HSC, by Lukey Dookie. Lukey Dookie, I love it. Yeah, here we go. First year, 12 by 12 bed. Dude, I did meet a couple guys that grow in beds, man, which is super cool outdoors. Indoors, it seems like you better have the biggest dehumidifier you're going to try to grow in a bed indoors. But uh, this is outdoors. <laughs> wow, man, that is awesome because it's just between his house, man. I uh, threw some clones that weren't the strongest with red and orange cherry and big beefsteak tomatoes trying to hide them <laughs> right in his tomato patch. Chives, uh, I don't know what that, pickle barrel and in, indeterminate cucumbers. Sweet potatoes, cow horn, and jalapeno peppers. Big ups, DGC, you fucking rock. Cannabis is medicine and the gateway to gardening. Peace, brother, peace. That is awesome. Lukey dookie. You get it, man. You get it, brother. I, I did want to comment, Lukey Dookie, about the author here. says, <laughs> everyday smoker since 12 never completed a grow until on the day New York State legalized recreational. I copped a pack of seeds. The day they popped, I got them in soil mix and ran, <laughs> them in the old, uh, ran into an old friend that has been growing for years. He gave me a few instructions. Grow indoor, get a tent, get a good potty mix or soil, watch dude grow show and use recharge. Ah, I love it. A few grows in, plus a massive outdoor harvest, too, and I can finally say I got enough weed. Uh, excellent. Um, I did also pick this uh, article because if you are showing, I don't know, Grambo, the picture where you scroll down and you can see his bed, um, they're really cool. They got some depth to them, and the way this bed's built, guys, like on one end, it looks like about three foot tall, and then it goes back into the hillside a little bit. So you're going to be able to get a little bit of... Uh, you know, geothermal cooling factor, if you will. I think that's going to help in a really hot day as far as maintaining decent soil temperatures for the bed. I just like the style of it. Um, good looking bed, Scotty. It sure is, man. Sure is. The and growing all that other shit too, man. I love it. Cannabis is medicine and the gateway to gardening is right. I've definitely, uh, man, I grew, the first thing I ever grew was a one habanero <laughs> plant. Second thing I grew getting into cannabis and then i started being like man i'm gonna grow more pepper plants i'm gonna grow some tomatoes for my wife right. and it can't go both ways too gardening can be a gateway to cannabis growing as well man why can't lukey dookie be my neighbor so they gotta have these folks huh it's a good idea i like it so did you find uh yeah you got a bud here from tj dirt sniffer yeah this one was too good to pass up okay just beautiful bud right here man this is the colors of space from in-house genetics. <laughs> the colors of space grown in 20 gallon no-till. Top dressed, this is what I found interesting. Top dressed and also fed BioBiz, BioGrow, and Blue Gold Flower Fusion. So had some uh, no-till in there and then I guess uh, augmented or supplemented with some newts. 
Uh, looks nice, lacks overall smell. Nothing is standout. Kind of disappointing. I don't know. <laughs> if that's kind of disappointing, then I want to smoke what you got, man. Come, come over to the house, man. Have to say I'm very much a novice when growing up breeder beans, but at 250 at 10-pack, uh, the damn. seeds were not impressive. Goddamn. <laughs> Do we go on? One was straight Herm Balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't go on, man, but dude, that, that is beautiful. I think that's a pretty bud, man. Um, well, it goes on here. It says the one is decent looking um, and one is okay. My Grow Dot Challenger is the only one that could be worth growing again and still through a few <gasps> sacks I caught early on. So nice. it says, luckily, she hasn't grown anymore. Might have missed one because I see a seed or two in other flowers. So, so with this experience, spending money on those seeds, I think I'm going to buy a clone I can work with being my staple bread maker and a pop a bean or two for a variety and maybe find a keeper. Too much hassle making clones of everything to see if they're worth the crap and keep them alive for three months trying to keep them happy. Though I have then I might have to scrap them. So this is at 250 a clone. I can sure you I will have the best. I wouldn't say with any confidence I would find a keeper for 250 in a 10 pack from these guys i don't know who they ordered from but man 250 for a 10 bag you should be turning out some dank yeah hey tj dirt sniffer you're badass dgc uh go over on the patreon discord and uh tell dude find find dude there or find one-eyed cat cannabis tell me get a hold of me man uh i know a dude i know somebody man <laughs> i like it what else you got here for um some uh, interesting nematodes in soil, and I see uh, this, at Papa Grows Funk. What's going on? I met this guy, or I guess I kind of, yeah, I met him, at the uh, soil, the living soil master class. And that was okay. uh, uh, Jordan from Growcast and uh, uh, Queen of the Sun Grown. Uh, they had this cool class, and there was just a bunch of great growers in there. It was cool, man. It was actually one of the times when I really didn't get high. Because I was trying to learn stuff. But there was somebody there that was showing just different people's soil and different people's uh, uh, cannabis. And Papa Grows Funk uh, was really cool, man. Just check this out. He's got some dank-ass butt on Instagram. <clears throat> Come on, that's frosty as fuck, no? no I just anyway, man. That. Yeah, definitely. That looks great. He, he was uh, uh, just talking. I looked at his soil. And the last, like... It was funny, man. It was probably like five or six hours of, you know, soil science and just, under, you know, understanding, you know, fairly deep. And then it was after that, I was looking at Nice Guy Kenny because I made him go to learn. And after that, they're like, all right, we're going to look at slides. And it was about an hour and a half, two hours of looking at soil slides. Really? How long was the class like, over? <clears throat> I don't know. It was a long day, man. It's probably 10 hours by the time we got home from leaving the gun. It's got to be six, seven hours. But anyway, at the end, I'm like, all right, look, I've been looking at soil slides for the last hour or so, but I'm the kind of guy that will watch boats just go in and out of Hallover Inlet, and I had that thought, and I'm just like, you know what, then I'm going to watch, and I was, it was really cool, man. Like, uh, uh, Papa Gross Funk had this nematode eating a bacteria. It was like a bacteria-feeding nematode, and dude, they've got different, <clears throat> it just got me down the rabbit hole of nematodes. Uh, when you're mm -hmm. looking at, uh, at bacteria and fungi, fungi is like the, they can be hyphae or they can be these little balls. And then bacteria are the like little squiggly lines. And it is freaking crazy how they all work together. We talk about symbiosis sometimes being a war that uh, kind of that uh, helps the environment, but everybody's warring. 
Dude, I seen bacteria just push and fungi. They were bullying the fungi, all right, man? And but I'm looking at this link here of it's just a, I believe nematodes, man. And when I say microbes are like aliens, like yes, they look like they, aliens. Yo, like, dude, if you were going I had this thought, man. If you were going to be an alien here and you were coming to Earth, wouldn't you want to hide underground? Be a pain in the ass if you showed up and you were like uh you know, you would stick out, man, in the ground, yeah. man. You could colonize. You could, yeah, you could probably get ahead, man. I don't know. It just tricked me out. I like it. <laughs> By the way, so this this was just something I found on nematodes. Uh, it just shows, like, all these different mouth parts and just, they're fucking crazy, right? Those look like aliens, man. We all need electron microscopes. But they've got oh, no. parasitic ones. They've got... Uh, predators they've got ones that eat bacteria uh, and by the way when you're looking at the nematodes under a microscope they're fucking huge man you're like a little tiny dot a little tiny squiggle and then this worm that is like 10 times the size of the microscope man so they're just mowing chowing down processing and uh, making those into nutrient i mean that's part of the whole soil food web man it's uh, really cool yeah, that is a title of a book correct <clears throat> What's that? Is that the one by Elaine Ingram? Is the soil food web, or am I messing uh, it up? I think that's her. That she's uh, maybe coined that term. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I think she's just coined that term. It was, you know, what it was. I was gonna make uh, Kenny or not make him ask him because he's doing a lot of uh, recharge sales for me now. He's answering the phones a lot. Uh, I was gonna ask him to read teaming with microbes, and then I thought to myself, man, going and hanging out and having uh, Queen of the Sun Grown and uh, Jordan explain it to you instead of reading that book it probably i mean it was as long as probably reading that book but you got just a really badass education and uh yeah it was really cool do me a favor man I, we saw stuff like this if you would just click this link this is like this is bacteria traveling down the fungal highway and you can see there's fungal hyphae which look like these little fungus roots so what mycorrhizae means it means fungus root that's cool looking. <laughs> I mean, and they're just using it as a highway. They're like, all right, man, I don't really have eyes, so I can't really tell. I don't have a compass on me, <clears throat> but I'll run down this highway, man. And look, you can see the nutrients. It's, really, it's one of those things that, uh, I don't know, human nature, you know, we don't see these things happening in our soil, the rhizosphere, you know, the area where the roots meet. The rhizosphere is defined the area where the roots meet the soil, correct? Or they have that relationship. Yep, the 20th of uh, an inch, 120th of an inch where the roots meet the soil. Is technically the rhizosphere. What? What? I like to I don't make. What, I don't make they made a movie up. on. I was worried they. Uh, what's the, that movie where they get shrunk? Honey, I shrunk the kids. There we go. <laughs> right. I was thinking about that inner space. This reminded me of an inner space movie where he gets launched in the capsule inside somebody's body. I'll take it. I'll take it. Very <laughs> cool stuff, man. I wish I could have made that master class. <laughs> you said you uh, you hook up on some seeds there. I did, man. You know what, dude? We're always stout shouting out to the Patreons. It's been a really, uh, it's been a uh, heck of a month, and I'm so glad for the support that anything that uh, that I can give away or share. So this was given to me by Brainstrap Genetics. Um, these are the guys. I believe these are the guys from Area 420 as well. Uh, but anyway, Brainstrap Genetics. This is Tropical Funk. And come on, dude, give it away to somebody. I'll let you pick. Pick one of the patrons we got shout-outs for today. 
Uh, we got a shout out for Steve will grow it. And that's a perfect one since you're giving him a pack of seeds. He will grow it. I'm glad he does, man, Steve. I'm glad you will, sir. I'm glad you will. Look it up, Steve. Uh, message me over on Patreon. We'll get that shipped out to you. And uh, thanks for helping produce the show. Try and give away some more seeds here as well. I got Warehouse Kyle sending me an inventory list, man. We're going to hook it up. Yeah. All right, let's talk, uh, let's talk grow. Please, let's talk question. man. It's a bunch of uh, bug questions today, so I figured it'd be kind of... I gave it a theme. These spider mites by On The Low Grow and says, well, what's up, DGC? How's everyone doing? Please help me identify these little critters. I think they are spider mites, but I'm not sure. Can anyone tell what they are from the pics attached? So far, I can't find any type of webbing or leaf damage, and the majority of the population is at dirt and around the pot. So I just added some Colorado worm castings from build a and found found right. these little guys. Just <laughs> okay. as we're looking at uh, magnified images of little guys crawling around and at the soil surface and on the pot, right away, you, it's not spider mites. That's not their habitat. Yeah, and by the way, they look like mites, but they don't. Spider mites have that telltale. They've got two spots on their back. They're a TSSM, the two-spotted spider mite. And I haven't ever gotten any other mite other than that, so they're really easy to identify. They do have that body shape. I'm sure that Guru would come in and talk about uh, segmentation and all that, but they do have that body shape, and uh, they don't have spots on them. So I agree. Jay Meister in the comments says those are probably predator mites. Uh, you worked with build the soil, so it wouldn't surprise me that build the soil... Uh, components come with predator mites built in, so I'm thinking these are okay. <clears throat> it's a sign of, yeah, someone's got some healthy castings there. Husband and wife grow team says, Jail Meister nails it. We had these all over our fabric pots, like an infestation status last grow, um, and we found out they're beneficial soil mites that never damage the plants. So, yeah, that's what you want to see in your soil. I mean, we could talk about spider mites for a minute as far as it's, the number one insect that likes to get in our gardens, telltale sign, little pinholes on the leaves. They like to live under your leaves. Um, and there's not always webbing associated with them. Uh, or When they're not really at a high population, sometimes they don't even get to that stage. You don't want them to get to that stage. Um, hey, but that's how you would be identifying spider mites. Yo. Grambo, look at this hoss. It is a, it is a predator mite just killing one spider mite. Looks like he's got the other one lined up. And then there's a third one. He's got all three of them lined up to just suck the juice right out of them, man. It's pretty cool. And by the way, you can see what I'm talking about as to where those have very pronounced two black dots on the back or spots on the back of a two-spotted spider mite. Uh, did you want to cite a Ed Rosenthal article here? I was kind of impressed, man. Ed Rosenthal had some really great information. So uh, I'll just shout out to him. <laughs> this is Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja blog. Whoa, man, has the gauntlet been thrown? <laughs> How to prevent and get rid of spider mites, broad mites, russet mites on your cannabis. And this was just really good, man. It uh, just talks a lot about it. shows broad mites, spider mites, um, predatory mites. And so it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, good uh, information. Can, that, so. that right there... The one as an indoor cannabis grower you want to be concerned about, I've had, um, I don't know, all three as far as I've had hemp russet mites, 
and spider mites, the hemp russet mites. This is why you guys all should get it's like 20 something bucks, Amazon, wherever. The digital scope up to 60 times that Bluetooth right to your phone. It's so right. easy to look at shit. I mean, yeah, Where you can have mine? a little loop. That's the ultimate easy way to do it. But these scopes are great. You just hold your phone and work the thing around the flower, giving you a really good or leaf yep. surface or whatever. Or like when you find a dead spider in your house, you put it right on its head and you show your kids and they're like, oh, it actually looks cute when it's all magnified up. Um, I showed up at the hangar a couple days ago and Banner was kind of bummed and he's like, dude, my buddy gave me this weed and he goes, I found an aphid on it. And he was thinking about how many aphids he had smoked that day and uh, I tried to to calm him down, you know, little aphid ain't going to kill nobody. First and foremost, um, and this is where I encourage going to dudegrows.com, put spider mites in the search bar. You're going to have shit for years come up, DDC, giving different advice. There's a lot of ways to battle them, but identification before you go buy any products, spray anything, to figure out what you have, how bad you have it, and then coming up with game plan is important because you can waste money quick and realize halfway through battling some type of impest that you're like, shit, I'm not going to win. I just wasted a bunch of money on this time and making the decisions of how to move forward after identified. Yeah. I agreed, man. A hundred percent. I'm sorry. You are correct, sir. How do they do? Oh. Dude, what else does Eggman drink. man do? I, I know he laughs really good. <laughs> uh, understanding, I want to tie into that as well, um, which it's valuable to understand the life cycles of different bugs when you're going to start to battle them because you can mess with their breeding rates as well. You, you have can to. have the HVAC equipment to cool your garden down that can bring the breeding rate way down on spider mites, russet mites. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like when it's hot, they definitely will breed a lot quicker. Um, that's why I wanted to say, hey. Exponentially what's that? quicker. Just, yeah. I, I hate to use the fancy word, but it, they will breed exponentially quicker, meaning that it's not, they don't double, they times themselves. So you have 10, it doesn't go to 20, it goes to 100. And then the 100 goes to, don't make me do exponents, all right, man? But it just fucking grows uh, crazy. So all of a sudden, you just waited two days, and they're just completely out of hand. I do want to say a lot of times, I don't know if predators eat the eggs, and that's why either you have to release, and I know that a lot of the pesticides don't kill the eggs. And that's why if you're talking about breaking their life cycle and you're going to spray with a pesticide, uh, it's really not hard to get rid of spider mites with pesticides, you know, with uh, uh if in flower, I'm sorry, in vegetative, I'll say, with consistent sprays, uh, something even like Azimax should work, uh, any kind of oil should work, but every three days consistently to suffocate them as they hatch. You can't let them hatch and hatch, you know, because it doesn't kill the eggs. Yeah, and I didn't want to address this question with, hey, this is how you get rid of spider mites. I want to give the, the, the good tips because there's so much information on it. One is, the, one of the number one reasons you're not going to get rid of them is because a thorough application in a garden, depending on how you're set up, it's really hard to reach different parts, a thick canopy, trellised out shit. So do some defoliation, especially yep. if you have more infested leaves than not. Like if you have, you know, yep. a leaf, like, holy shit, like look at all this. Like take those leaves off, have a little bag with ready there right with you for it to go in as you're going around the grow. Make Very sure nice. before you go back and handle the plants again, you're going in between sanitation, whether it's a quick shower to rinse off, especially if you're going between veg and bloom, one's clean, one's dirty. Yep. During the time you're actually handling an infestation, you want to be extra careful with that you're not the one spreading them around to other places in the grow or other plants that don't have it. Sometimes you'll have one plant. Like I had one plant that the hemp russet mites freaking loved in the grow. 
and I scoped another plant on the other side of the tent. It wasn't on it at all. So you can spread it super easy. So keep that stuff uh, in mind. Agreed. Agreed, sir. I think uh, hopefully on the low grow, that's good news for you. Those are not mites, beneficial mites. Um, I do want to shout out to uh, Rosin Bomb, the Crush Whoa. guys. Get their new product out for crushing. A little hand press. Goes up to 10,000 pounds uh, pressure. Uh, ultra simple, countertop little guy. They demonstrated out at the DDC Cup. It was super cool to see. Uh, used coupon code DUDE. Super affordable too. It retails at $4.99. Uh, dude, coupon code dude at rosinbomb.com will save you on any of their presses. I want to see you run your press. I'm calling you out. I see, is that the M60 behind you? Yeah, the M60. What do you mean? I still have rosin left, man. How much <laughs> rosin can you smoke? Okay. Uh, that thing works awesome. Somebody was asking on one of the comments or something, uh, maybe it's in Discord, about why they went to or why they're promoting a hand press now. And it is because one of the things about uh, extracting or extracting rosin is you do want to be able to control the, uh, the, the amount of pressure. And so that's one thing I think you get a feel for it with your, you know, when you're doing it by hand. You do. And it's not super hard. It's not like the mechanism, like you got to be real sure. strong for them. But yeah, you can feel and yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, can I shout out, man? Can I shout out to dudegrows.com, baby? Because uh, if you have a grow question, we would love to uh, wait till our community gives us awesome answers and then talk about them on the show. <laughs> no, we'd, we'd love to have you uh, uh, go over there, join the community, ask your question, uh, get some answers. Maybe you have an answer to somebody else's question. Dudegrows.com. Uh, I'll give it up to two DGC producers here. We got Rick and Christine. What's going on? And I'm not right. good with Roman numerals, but th this is Jean... John Rose, John Rose, is that the fifth? That's 50 right there, okay? V means 50 no, and I means 100, so that's 1,500. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's the fourth, man. John Rose, the fourth. What's the point of Roman numerals? Um, Rome people, I guess it was too hard to carve shit, like an eight. Uh, all right, I got a good comment here. We're, we're sticking with the theme a little bit. This is DDC Pedusa. Hit me up over on Patreon, <laughs> as any of you can. Jeremy says, I have a question that maybe you could help me find the possible answer to. Um, it says, I run a very good IPM in vegetative growth, but when it comes to flower, I don't have enough knowledge of what all I can do during that stage of growth without affecting the flower. So the first two weeks, because people get worried about spraying their flower, right? Flower yes. can be sprayed. It depends on what you're using. The first two weeks of bloom, you're, you're not that worried about it. Your flowers aren't that developed. Um, I used to say, and this is still an option back in the day, after the first, you know, the first two weeks of bloom, if you think you're going to get mites or you have some, you got to do your sprays. Hope you can probably, you ha probably have enough time to break the life cycle if you get on top of it. After that, I would suggest people use predator mites and predator okay. mites to just take out the population. But there are other things that you can spray in, in flower as far as, I don't know, what's, do you spray anything? You see, you're making that face. I don't, you don't spray like anything today. in flower. No, I wouldn't spray anything. Maybe, you know, maybe before the flowers develop, week two, week three at the most. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would try. I would definitely use predator mites if I was doing anything super early. I'd probably just use one of like the uh, what is the one that's from chrysanthemums, the pyrethins. Maybe try something like that. But that would be just because it breaks down so quickly under light. 
but I'd be worried. Well, there's other essential. What do we call them? Like essential and botanical oils that got popular over the past X yeah, amount of years. Gonna, they make your product smell not, like. Yeah, well, they smell. Yeah. Right. So we don't we don't want to alter the potential by smelling some lemongrass or whatever we're doing. Um, Dinesh at Optifolier actually has a product uh, called Evos E V I O U S, which is a plant derived. Product. He I'm says never, proprietary. What's up? I never I never heard of that before. Is it something new? That's a newer product, and oh. it can be sprayed. It has zero smell, sprayed through any time in flower, and passes all because he has to. You gotta have products. I mean, you know, with recharge, like it'll pass all tests. Like people get concerned on commercial scale. You need to pass tests, spraying shit. Um, and when I ask him, hey, you got to tell me what's in this. He's like, dude, it's from it's it's from a plant that makes its own. I don't know if you call it terpene or whatnot, but smell. Sure. You know how plants have defense mechanism to make insects not like it. Yep. None of the insects that affect cannabis that we just mentioned, spider mites, hemp russet mites, we could go with thrips, aphids. Then when they get the taste or smell of this product, don't like it. They're gone. And I was, dude, this sounds great. That's the first thing I asked though. What does it smell like? I don't like spraying right. anything when my flowers are developed with any smell. Right. Um, it just, yeah, that irks me out. But when people say I don't like getting my flowers wet at all, I don't agree with that. I mean, I've given my garden a shower mid-bloom, you know, as long as, what do you mean? That's totally fine. As long as your humidity like level and your environment's in check, sure. why not? What do you think? You're washing away terpenes? I don't know. I just, I wouldn't, I don't do it. it, it it's, uh, plants seem to respond for me to getting a wash that they like. It's just like I say, outside they get rained on and you'd say, well, yeah, outside right. they also can get bud mold. Um, but regardless, uh, check that out, uh, optic foliar Evos, uh, portal. If you're up in Canada, since Canada's weird, uh, cool. you gotta have different product names, <laughs> but that one is one I recommend. We, we talked about predator mites, not always a solution for everybody can be kind of spendy. Um, scouting is huge, man. I mean, I don't know if you can call scouting an IPM. I think you can, man. Sure. You really got to look around your growth. Integrated I pest was management, IPM, doesn't mean uh, spraying pesticides. It, you have a whole management strategy for them. You got to see who's showing up for work, man. You know, okay, I see what's there. How am I going to manage these people? Who showed up for the Judas Priest concert? Which is happening. Grandpa, are we going to go to Judas Priest? I've seen him twice. <laughs> That's a good answer. So... Um... Yeah, product ha products have evolved that you can spray. Scouting is huge. I got a ladder out around my outside plant that I spend a half hour on every other day, just which I love it. It's my favorite time. Token on a bowl, got a cold beer, just looking, got my head in the cannabis plant. Um, so thank you, Jeremy, DTC Pedusa. Hopefully that helped you out for flower during our IPM or pest management during flower. Don't get them. That's the easy answer. Just don't get bugs when you're in the flower. <laughs> well, you want to go in there fairly clean, but I used to worry about the predators going into the trichomes and getting stuck and smoking predators. Uh, from what I've learned from asking, from inquiring, uh, they don't want to commit suicide by doing that. It's not like they're like, hey, let me go get stuck here. Though they're smart enough to be able to negotiate around. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for beneficial predators. I think that's the move. Sweet. Uh Plenty of good insectaries out there. I guess we like, uh, oh man, is it Aldo? Arbico. Ar you know, Arbico, Thank we you. don't have any affiliation with them, but they seem to be the folks out there. Um, yeah, they seem to have good. I think there's, there's information on their site. They have. Yeah, it's Prosimilids. It's uh, Prosimilids. It's Californicus, I think. And I can't remember the other one. 
but uh, there's there's three different that come in a uh, in a package from them, and they're pretty darn effective. Right on, right on. Let's see here, I am going to uh, give it up to another Grow Talk question. Come on, uh, Grow Talk question two: pH or phosphorus deficiency by mid mo a grower. Must be out in Missouri, I will say. Said so I've been struggling with this plant only out of my six. I don't really ah, I hate it when that happens. I've had it I'm like, hey, why are these two plants my pain in the ass? Says so this is a white widow on the end of flowering a week six, grown fully organic no-till. This plant showed nutrient burn at first during veg. Then I fixed that by feeding just water and microbes for 10 days and cleared up. Okay. Uh, around week three in flowering, the hair is starting getting red. No yes. pollen or hermy. And after a week, these leaf symptoms showed up. My guess was pH or phosphorus deficiency due to my soil was not hot in the beginning. But I have no idea as is only a plant, only one, it's the only plant showing problems. The leaf symptoms show up on the top middle leaves of the plant. My other white, my other white widow is super healthy. Any help was appreciated. I know it's nearing the end, but this will help in the future. So the same strain. And yeah, that's frustrating. What do you you have anything, Scotty, off the top? You're reviewing these pictures. Yeah, I'm just looking. It's got to be in the in the roots, man. There's, I think that's some kind of root funk right there. Um, yeah, it looks like a phosphorus deficiency, but yeah. Uh, here you go. Jay Maestro talks about the pH uh, being way out of range and causing a lack in phosphate, uh, and he talks about checking the runoff to get an idea if it's in range. Uh, if this is, oh yeah, I guess you can do that with living soil. I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, this is why, <laughs> this is fully organic no-till. And this is why I grow with salts, man. Because, uh, man, it can go Just because you feel like you can't control your, like, elaborate on that. Fucking with my plants is like fucking with my emotions. Okay, dude? So when I go in there after two months uh, of investment of my time and my energy, and then I see this, it really bums me out. And so... I just try to go with, uh, you know, the steady diet with the grow dots or just even back in the day, it was very consistent. I would use like canna A and B, very consistent to try to, man, I don't know, just, just kind of you know, these nutrient imbalances. Yeah, they definitely bum you out, man. So, but you Maestro's be... talking, uh, just real quick, Maestro's talking about uh, uh, just checking the soil runoff. You can, in organics, you can do this as well, but just checking the pH of it. Uh, by the way, if you don't have a fancy pH meter, you can go get one. General Hydroponics is like an $8 pH kit with the droplets in there. Uh, as long as you don't have any soil in there, you might have to like filter it through a coffee filter or something like that. But as long as you don't have any soil in there, those things work great. They just don't work for slurry. Yeah, Midmo Grower says, I'll do a pH test and see, but I think it's more on my soil out of balance. I think I might have doubled an input in mistake when I was making my soil. So yeah, that's where I was making a soil Follow a recipe, buy one that's pre-made, uh, you know, shout out to Build a Soil's got some great soils. Uh, or, yeah, I, I, you say growing salts or minerals, mineral-based nutrition is, I think I want to say, it's hard for me to say it's easier to control. But I guess you would argue on that point, that minerals, you know, it's an easier way to grow yeah. than organic. I mean, you're feeding what they need pretty much every you know, every couple, you know, whether you're doing liquid organics, every meal you're giving it a custom tailored meal, you know, or at least you can. And somebody like Jaron is doing that, I believe. Hey, come on, you're growing big and strong. We're going to give you, a, you know, high nitrogen, lots of beef, man. You know, and then that you can is change, why change it up. 
I feel you. I, the argument is saying it's easier growing with minerals. Maybe if you do have the soil that's perfectly dialed for your plant and you can do a water only with some microbes and that works your whole grow, that is awful easy. It doesn't work every time with every different strain. And I hear what you're saying. I look at my plants when I go into the grow. I know at a certain time, you know what, today, I definitely want to give them some more phosphorus. Like I can see it in the flower development. So sure. I get what you're saying with dot, but you can still do that kind of with a built soil uh, depending Ooh. on the inputs. But midmo grower, I hope, uh, I hope you've got it figured out. He didn't chime in again on what his pH fully was, but uh, you're almost at the end and uh, you get it dialed next time. Dig it, man. I dig it. Pay yeah, attention I'm, when I'm... you're making your soil. I'll say that you can't take out what you put in. Oh shit. I doubled my, you're going to have to really adjust your recipe. Once you put shit in your soil, it doesn't come back out. You know how many times I've had to dump a reservoir because I put double of something in there or had no idea? You know, joint hanging out your mouth. You put the grow, you know, the, the micro, the grow and the bloom in there. And you're like running three reservoirs. You're like, fuck, man. No, I mean, I can Only, even screw, no, I've I can totally even screw up that. a three part, man. Yeah, definitely. I've had, yeah, I've had to dump a 50 gal because it's like, <laughs> shit, where was I? What's mm, in here? Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Shout out some of these DDC producers making the show happen, making the questions happen. Thank you guys. This is Chain Clover Lifted. How's it growing? And Cactus Jack. Like it. Like it. Yeah, nice. Uh, com slash support if you want to become a patron. How did I do, dude? Did I earn my TCOB belt buckle? Okay. I like the DDC producers. I don't know about calling them a patron. No, it's fine. It's all good. You are, see, uh, I told you, man, you're good at this. Me, I'm a veg, man. You can check out every once in a while. I do feel like I have to give credit to the No Agenda show. That show's weird, man. Like, I, I've got on, on a binge on watching it, and then I don't watch it for half a year. I'm like, too much. Yeah, me too. And then I'll watch it's a couple. Because <laughs> they laugh at current events, and it is so hard to laugh at the current events these days because they're so fucked up, man. You know, and they're just like, yeah, this is going on, that's going on, this is a scam, that's a scam, and I'm just like, oh. But I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I was just zoning out on the, uh, still, if you listen to the last show, enjoying the loving in her eyes weed here, man. Fabulous. It's got the, it's like, next to orange gasm, um, this orange ice pop from loving in her eyes is the orangest tasting, I mean, they're equal, but so, really getting into like the orange terpenes. All right, hey, grow talk can question. I, yeah. Can, can I just do a shameless plug for grow dots? Somebody had a simple question about grow dots and reusing them in their soil. Uh, realgrowers.com grow dots. It's my uh, single application granular uh, fertilizer. It has a grow and a bloom in it. And uh, somebody was just asking me about whether they can reuse it. By the way, I've been thinking about oh, them that since, since that last question. But uh, yeah, you can reuse the grow dots. Most by the time that you've gone, gotten one cycle out of them, uh, most of what's in there has pooped out. And people are saying there's a lot of comments in here that are saying they've actually had really good results using them. So uh, one I cat cannabis nine grow dot test going right now. The one with reused cocoa from my crescendo that I entered in the DGC cup is one of the plants vegging out the best. Uh, so there you, I just wanted to, uh, you know, a lot of people support me and, and use the grow dots. So I just want to let them know. And by the way, thank you so much. There are so many people that are showing me their success stories. Uh, it feels good. I'm one of those guys that can't mix a reservoir without screwing it up every now and again. So. Hello. Yeah, sorry. Just look at these comments. You got yeah, Dankosaurus reused the soil three times, chain clover lifted, reused, uh, fabric two got the 
five gal fabric AC infinity pots uh, and run three in it with reused soil. So that's good on saving money for sure. Reuse your yeah. cocoa, reuse your peat, um, and obviously cutting in some new stuff. I mean, that's what I'd be doing, at least a 50-50 mix probably of new to old, but saving yeah. money and uh, growing the dank. I love it, man. Uh, yeah, it just does feel good to get some people growing dank and just without all the bullshit. Grow Talk question three here, Botrytis Prevention and Eradication by TJ Dirt Sniffer again. What's up? Whoa. All right, deep breath. Here we go. Narration. I don't I don't like botrytis, man. Okay, I'm having botrytis problems in my grow. I think we can help out here, though. Last round, I had botrytis on my live plants in my tent. I had a wicked humidity spikes at night into the 70s and 80s. Yeah, that won't help at all. That's so it. there's I mean, no there's, wonder I can track. But, I mean, there's, every, there's everything right there, man. This direct has a direct relationship with your humidity. Um, says, I have since ditched the tent and just growing in the lung room now. It's like, I doesn't even want that tent anymore. Like, bad memories, man. Forget right. that. She's in the living room um, now. So I just harbored some of the girls that were ready. I have them in the lung room and put up a little sheet to keep the light on one side and the cool air on the AC on the other side. Right. I have three, her three hygrometers all saying different readings. 48%, 55%, and 60%. Man, there There's can be microclimates. Number, isn't What's 60 that? i always thought 60 was the magic number i i remember uh maestro has something to say here but i always thought you wanted to keep your humidity below 60 uh to keep the bud mold well away. he's saying two of his plants that have the botrytis two of his five have it and it says one doesn't have it too bad the one that has it bad was the same strain i had in the tent last round so i was thinking maybe that strain is more predisposed to getting it than others completely possible yep Hell um, so yeah. I haven't removed it because I'm afraid to move it in fear of plumbing out the spores when the buds get knocked around. I mean, if you're going to not use that plant at all, just go in there with a the garbage bag, put it over the top of it, and then cut it right at the stalk and get it out of there. Yeah. Um, There's still going to be so many spores. It is amazing how those things transfer. Not to say, though, that the other plants will necessarily get it if the environment is corrected. Um, since I figure at this point, the spores are everywhere now. And for a time being while drying, I need to make it in, in hospital as possible. I cranked up my humidifier to thwart any more infestation or progression. I think he means dehumidifier. Um, so it says, here's the question. So am I dealing with mold spores from the last round lingering around in my grow? Is there a way I can eradicate it from my room? I have an ozonator. I can blast once a harvest and live and live plants are out of the room to kill the spores, spray the entire room with bleach spray, bleach spray question mark. Or, or or mold spores just in the air in general. Yes, they are just in the air in general. It's really hard to keep a super sterile environment from mold spores. What's up? Yeah, not sterile, but, oh, I can't believe I get to say this. Uh, to create an environment where they don't get to sporulate. Sporulate? Did I say that good? It's a fun one. Uh, it does, so they don't get to multiply. You know, that's what you want to try to do. And, yeah, uh, Maestro does nail it. Again, thank you for making uh, light work of this, sir. But you got to keep your humidity, especially indoors, uh, under 60%. And if you don't do that, you have to look for real specific varieties that aren't going to have huge hunker buds, uh, maybe a little looser buds, but something that's going to let the air blow in there and uh, allow it not to have those microclimates where it gets super humid. He's asking here about is in the future, is there a safe way to dry, say at 40% humidity for the first five or four or five days, maybe to slow or to make it in hospital for germination? You shouldn't be getting 
there's a relationship there. I don't think you get botrytis on on live plant material, not on if you're getting mold on your after the fact. It was already there. Like botrytis would come along, like it's already there when your plants were alive. Like you said sure. earlier, Scotty, you can harvest sometimes and not even notice a bud has any issues until you start working it. So you start trimming with the scissors and shit. Yep. Yep. Um so there's poofs of smoke coming out of it, man. Why is my bud poofy? I and sometimes here you have a suggestion as well because when I had this last, it was in a grow tent. Um, I had it on one plant that the bud you could see the little like where you grab it and you can pull part of the bud out. It's like a right. little rotted part. <clears throat> My environment was dial. Sometimes it can just present itself and a plant can be susceptible. Um, yeah, you have some well, strange I mean, recommendations honest, here though. Well, Go ahead. people people were saying they missed the the science of guru. Uh, so I just want to say that spores of Botrytis cinerea can germinate, and this is no, actually I've got a scientific paper. But what it talks about is uh, whether you, when you spray hydrogen peroxide. I don't know if you've heard people spray hydrogen peroxide before, but um, yeah, it kind of it's uh, one of those things where I wanted to see what the science was. Uh, spores of Botrytis cinerea can germinate in the presence of up to 180. MM hydrogen peroxide and its mycelium can develop in the presence of even higher concentrations. So we don't want to use peroxide. That's just going to be a waste of time on there. Uh, I talked to Sunny and Bactopia about if she had success fighting powdery mildew with ozone. She said really very limited success. So yeah, just a couple uh, things to not do, I guess. Well, I didn't help at all, did I, dude? Um, I think, I think you're helping out there. I was going to recommend, uh, we've talked about it before in the show, a spray, um, and they have chlorine gas, I think too, called Procure. Now this is P-R-O-K-U-R-E, um, for cleaning up after, whether it's mildew, molds, like it's a good in-between grow. You want to clean that tent that he said he got rid of, that he had the, the, um, it was on before with the Botrytis. Um, but yeah, I like that as an option and just, yeah, monitoring your environment. Know. Uh, here you go, man. I, I Google shit, all right? Now the guru's not here. I can't just ask him. I got to Google shit. Science Direct. Evaluation of chlorine. This is a white paper. Evaluation of chlorine dioxide as an antimicrobial against Bortritis cinerea in California strawberries. Understand it's strawberries, but you know, still, uh, you know, what it says here is that uh, in this study, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we infer the efficacy of the CiO2 gas. Uh, anyway, it doesn't work, man. I found that the CO2 gas treatments have minimal effect at delaying the onset or growth rate of Botrytis cinerea for treatments oh. followed by incubation. So, damn it, I'm not any help at all, except I might save you money at the grocery store. Well, let's, yeah, you found a good recommendation here because we're talking about strains. A couple of the strains weren't affected at all. So I see you got a little article here called Best Mold-Resistant Strains for 2022. Yes. Um, out of herbiesheadshop.com to give credit. Yeah. And man. it lists, the, you know, the top. There's like 10 different strains here. One's LSD from Barney's Farm, <clears throat> Candy Kush Auto from Auto Seeds, Original Auto Northern Lights. Long story short, you can, when you see those strains that aren't affected by things, mm -hmm. keep them around. I mean, that's a good, obviously a good sign and something that can help you not deal with the finger. And luckily... And at least for me, I've been growing for 20 years. Botrytis has only raised its ugly head once outdoors and maybe twice indoors. It doesn't seem like to be wanting to like be a continual problem for me. It's environmental. Um, so, yeah. 
environmental and if you got the strain that just loves it, you're going to have to get rid of it. Uh, here you go. Uh, here's the things. What to look for in a mold-resistant cannabis strain. What makes a mold? Uh, well, it's all in the genetics. Many mold-resistant strains come from the humid and rainy regions of Asia and Central America. These strains, usually sativas, otherwise known as land races, have through generations adapted to local climates with less than ideal growing conditions. Land races have become so naturalized to their orig original environments that the plants are naturally less susceptible to molds and can thrive in wet conditions. Crossing these strains with others had le has led to hybrids with mold resistance and hardiness on another level. Many of them have spongier buds and wider internodal spacing that allows for better airflow and therefore better mold resistance. And that's why you, you definitely want air flowing through there, cool air or air that's not super humid uh, to keep that mold down. So good information there. Thank you for reminding about airflow. Yes, you want airflow all over your garden, guys. Don't forget about those floor fans under your tables, you know, over in the corner. Uh, you want to have complete airflow in your garden. And to monitor all this shit, since we're talking about it, get a pulse, man. Pulse Grow has monitors so you can make sure. You can check your data live anytime. What's going on? You can see it. It, it records the whole grow, whether it's VPD, temperature, relative humidity, even measures light intensity, which tells you if your lights are on and off at the wrong or right time. Uh, and if you get their pro model, you can get into CO2. You can get into the actual light intent, not light intensity, but the PPFD um, has a light meter on it. Uh, so super way cool ways to monitor your grow pulsegrow.com uh, coupon code dude and they use swiss made sensors scotty not all sensors are made the same in these monitors out there guys it's not just a price game when you find some of the cheaper co2 sensors or cheaper things to monitor grow don't chintz here is chintz the right word could you're telling come on man they have people you can afford shit made in switzerland Dude, that's where Rolexes come from, isn't it? I don't know, but the, yeah, Swiss timepieces, right? I don't know, that just sounds expensive. Sounds like people in Switzerland don't work for cheap. It reminded me, like, one of my neighbors, he was a, a roofer for most of his life, worked with this one company for decades, and once you get so many years, you the company gives you a Rolex, and it's like, oh, you've given your life away to... No. It's like wow. kind of just weird to me, I don't know. What if you're not Watch. into Rolexes? What's uh... that? It's a gold watch. It's what I got for 30 years of service. A gold watch, sir. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I do want to uh, say I'll something throw... about Pro Procure yep. real quick because I just dogged out a lot of these things. Peroxide, Procure. Um, these are for once you clean and once you harvest and you want to make sure that you kill all the spores. Like the uh, uh, Procure is chlorine gas. I mean, I think you got to get the fuck out of that room and wear uh, serious chlorine vapor masks and whatnot. But that is going to gas your room, and the idea is to sterilize it. Uh, so those cool way to place. take care of equipment too. Leave your equipment running, your humidifier, inline fans. Let that chlorine gas run through that shit. Ducting, Creepy, man. creep. Yeah, there you go. Though, but that's what those are for. And read the instructions. Be careful. Yeah. Uh, be careful, I got to shout out some DTC producers on here, man. I got Life Grows On, grateful oh. grower. Four, four, seven, and I'll let you take this last one if you got it, Scotty. The Bearded Moose, 420. Yeah, nice. I want to party with that Check guy. It out. Might be a Don't grower. forget to grower, get your grower questions on dudegrows.com, guys, and use that search bar over there to help you know, your, your grow. Yeah, are um, we hanging out on the 420 happy hour this Friday? Are we going to have a big party or what, dude? I uh, missed the last 420 happy hour specifically, not to be a punk, but it was... Uh, 
it had rained the day before, and it was uh, it was just long story short, epic went mountain biking conditions. I had long to, story I had to short, get out. Uh, sorry, I, long story I mean, short, you went biking, man. <laughs> That's the long story short. I'll and be hanging way, this Friday. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I just want to say that I'm glad that you went biking. One of the things I always tell myself, I'm really pushing. I like to push really hard sometimes, a little too hard. And I just tell myself, the dude's the dude, all right? Don't turn the dude into Scotty. So I love it, man. I'm glad you went mountain biking. Yes, even when you don't want to. Man, it, it exercises medicine. I won't get on my mantra, but mm -hmm. fuck, man, mental mm -hmm. and physical medicine. So get after it, people. Get after it. Do what you will while you're able. I dig uh, it. Hey, as long as I'm talking about the Friday happy hour for the DGC producers. How, what, dudegrows.com slash support? I'm going the full yes, port. Yes, the full court press today. Uh, I appreciate the hell out of y'all. I see these uh, coupon codes every day for real growers. Say, I think somebody saved $65 on a, a five pounder today. So I love seeing that. Thank you so much for the support. 30% off anything over at realgrowers.com. The recharge, the grow dots. Uh, and that's my just way of saying appreciate y'all. Oh, yeah. Let's get what's going on in our grow. I got something here. Scotty was busting balls a little bit. He's like, what? What are you talking about? I heard on the show you're you're hanging up a Spectrum King. Like that's like old school. And I'm like, look, man, it's my Grow Shack. I got a picture here. This is Grow Shack artificial sun, and yes, my Grow Shack is covered from the weather. And this was at eight eight o'clock this morning. The sun doesn't get over the trees. You can maybe see in the background to my plant till almost eleven, and then my plant is in full sun. So this light goes on from about 8 to 11, and then I let it go off for when it's in sun. And if it's a rainy day, which it hasn't been yet, but they're coming, I hope this light is going to get me to harvest. This is a S Spectrum King's old uh, SK600, 600-watt right. LED. Um, it's rated for its SP65 rating, so it's rated for out in the weather. It can be rained on or whatever. But, and then this next picture here, um, and this is one plant we're looking at, guys, and I think it's a 25-gallon container. Uh, Taxata, Taxata Time Warp, supposed to be mold resistant. No clue if it's going to finish in time. And this is the canopy, kind of a pretty picture, Grow Shack canopy. Yeah. Um, oh, so dude. Open to... I'm poking fun here, man, but if I came over and saw this, I'd be like, dude, this is really cool. Your Grow Shack is cool, man. And yeah, hopefully, uh, it's possible I'll get to harvest. We'll see. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm starting to give it, starting to get like emotionally attached to it. Now that we have the flowers coming on, I was like, yeah. Oh. It's beautiful. We gotta, we gotta finish, man. We gotta finish. So uh, that's what's it, going man. on. What's that? I say you put work into it. It sucks if you put work into something. I know it is a labor of love. You know what they call it—a catharsis, going and trimming the leaves and just enjoying it. But uh, man, it's so nice when you actually get some something out of it when it comes to full term. You know. Percent. You grow? You're kicking? You got any grow? I don't see any pictures here. You got some funky leaves? I don't, man. I didn't grab pictures in time. I have something funky going on with my leaves, and I'm worried that it's the fans beating it up too much. I bought these, <laughs> bought these tornado fans, and yeah, they're hard to dial down. I got them on the lowest speed, and they're just beating up the plants, man. So yeah, I think I got a little bit of wind burn going, but I'm going to play around with it, see what's going on. And I guess I, I didn't get pictures in, but I'll get them in for next grow talk. Sounds good. Yeah, you got to let us know what's going on, too. So I will look forward to that. Uh, 
and look forward to doing some more shows. Uh, thank you to Grambo coming on as producer, getting these out, trying to get in our stride here. DTC producers, thank you. And uh, I want to say I'm ready to wrap it, Scotty. We'll say stay higher. Thank you for hanging out on the Dude Gross Show. Man, I still love that shirt, dude. Abe Lincoln with a bud for a beard, brother. That's cool. Um, Take her easy, dude. Take her easy. He's out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And we're the boss man sister. Take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed.